Hey everybody, welcome back to Post Status Draft. I've got like the guy that I've known for a long time. He uh, fan favorite in WordPress, uh, a hero to so many, including myself, Pippin Williamson. Today, the news just dropped. You dropped it, Pippin, um, that you your companies have been acquired by Automotive, another mutual friend of ours, Syed and Thomas, and all the team over there at Automotive. Um, wow, in a word. Uh, I won't say I didn't see it coming at some point, but I'm not a prophet. I just see all these dominoes happening in WordPress and my domino happened a couple of years ago. And uh, so tell us a little bit uh, what, you know, what your thoughts are, Pippin, um, you know, fresh on the news of publicly sharing. I know you have conversation with teams and all that stuff in the past weeks, but um What's, what's your temperature today as I speak to you after the news just went public? Well, it, you know, the last 10 years or so of building in WordPress has been some of the, the best experiences of my life. I have met so many amazing, wonderful people that I still count as amazing friends today, yourself included. And something that's been amazing is the number of pings and you know messages from this huge list of people that that I've gotten to know over the years because of these things that we've built in WordPress and mm -hmm. uh, it's been it's been pretty surreal uh, <laughs> truthfully um, you know this it's been a process to get here um, so you know I've had lots of opportunities to you know, to celebrate, to mourn, to plan, you know, all of the various emotions that anybody goes through in this process. But this is definitely a new experience for me today. Um, because, you know, you know, when we, when Osmo and I, you know, when we, when we sign all the paperwork, you know, that's like one of the big celebratory phases, but you can't say anything, you know, it's still right. quiet. Nobody knows, you know, <laughs> a very select few people know about it at that stage. But today, today is the day that like it actually is real. You know, it's, yeah. there is, uh, there's no more secrets. It's just, um, so it's yeah. been a very amazing morning so far. Uh, Good. And we've been going a mile a minute and uh, it's not going to stop yet, but uh, you know, it's been amazing. Good, good. Well, congrats again. And I know it is bittersweet and there's just a mix of emotions having been there too. Um, you watch with me through some of mine and um, I hope I get to walk with you in the future too um, through, through yours. But, you know, it's in, I know you've, you're really open about what you, you know, what goes on and you have been from numbers to everything in your blog post today announcing it, but um, is this goodbye to WordPress as software? For now it is. Um, so we, uh, we, in this case, being myself, my partners, the whole team at Sand Hills, um, and Automotive. Um, th this came about because I was deeply in need of a change for my life. Um, and if you go to go to sandhillsdev.com, um, there's a blog post on it that that talks a lot about, you know, what led to me needing this change, recognizing I needed it, etc. But yet, for now at least, um, I'm going to, you know, close the book on my WordPress journey. 
Um, I've got a bunch of things that I'm going to go work on afterwards. Um, involving First and foremost is spending a lot more time with my family. Second is we have a lot of conservation projects that we've been working on slowly in the last few years. And I really want to put my focus on those. Um, and then uh, Sandhills Brewing, which is the, the microbrewery that my brother and I and another business partner started a few years ago. Um, I'm going to put a lot more time there. But so, yes, for now, this is the end of my WordPress journey. Um, I might come back. You know, WordPress has been such an integral part of my life that I, you know, I can't imagine that I won't want to come back. You know, I'll still, I'll check in. I will explore what's happening in, in the ecosystem. Um, you know, there's so many lifetime friends in this, mm -hmm. in this world that, you know, just because I'm no longer working on the software of WordPress, you know, it is not farewell to all of those people. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you did that. This is why I admire and respect you, uh, Pippin, because you're wise beyond your years. And when you, you didn't say yes, you didn't say no, you said for now. <laughs> and I love that because um, everything you said, the lifetime friendships, everything, like when when my thing happened, I was like, I'm not going to say goodbye to WordPress because I don't want my th friends to think I'm saying goodbye to them. Like yeah. I've made just like you, the most incredible friendships here. So I'm so pumped to say that. So what we'll, I'll say you're on an extended sabbatical and you'll let us know. Uh, there you go. And, uh, you, know, you know, leading to uh, today, um, you know, one of the things I actually did do is I, I took a real sabbatical. I took three months away from work um, to, you know, go on a little soul searching journey and find out if this was the next step for me. And, and obviously the answer, as we know now is, was yes. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to extend that sabbatical for, you know, a couple of months, <laughs> a couple of years. We don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. You and, and I love it too because um, you should have the choice to do whatever the heck you want. And uh, for now, means okay. Right now, it's 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 I'm out. But you know, um, I I can change my mind at any point. You know, Pippin, I said this kind of in the beginning, but and rightfully so. I'm not trying to blow hot air up <laughs> you, but I know so many people in WordPress really admire you because you're this. Freakish blend of, I say that in the most positive terms ever, founder developer. And at Post Status, that's a big core of our community is founder developers, just like you. I think you typified. In fact, in fact, when Brian and founder Post Status, as you know, Crossguard and I started talking about me being involved, I was like, when I think Post Status, I think Pippin, Pippin Williamson. You epitomize what our community is about and has been about for a long time because the way you've done business. So I want to ask these questions with that founder developer in mind. Maybe it's Pippin 10 years ago. Maybe it's people you even think of that are, that I know you help so many people that you don't ever tell anybody about. Um, but I want to look back on 10 plus years, Sandhill, EDD, all the various things you've done. Looking back, what are some of the key things in WordPress and business, whatever, two or three things that just kind of stand out to you, uh, bumps in the road, awesome opportunities, the highs, lows, whatever you want to say. When you just look back about 10 years, what, what comes to mind? So the, you know, I think one of the first things is when I got started in WordPress, 
it was very early in uh, the, the plugin world, if you will, you know, there weren't, yes, there was a lot of plugins already, but like, it was the very beginning of what we now know today as the plugin ecosystem. Back then, 10 so years ago, there weren't people, you know, building huge teams and businesses on plugins. You know, there was a few people doing a little bit, but not, not back then. WordPress at that time was changing very rapidly. It was growing. And, you know, it was one of those times where my own passion, my own interest happened to perfectly align with the opportunity to dive in to, um, I guess, the, the birth of a brand new ecosystem, which was, what is, you know, now is, is the the world of commercial uh, plugins and businesses built upon extending WordPress as a platform. That opportunity, you know, and, and this exists in so many different software worlds, um, is very different than what exists today for, um, for developer founders. You know, today the plugin ecosystem, the the commercial WordPress space, the um, the extending of WordPress the platform is a very mature ecosystem. However, I think that there are still a lot of things, or there are still absolutely places that those opportunities still exist for WordPress. the The biggest example is you know the the transition of WordPress from predominantly a PHP platform to a JavaScript platform. Uh, the, the introduction and the growth and the creation of, of Gutenberg has fundamentally changed the WordPress platform. And because there is so much change happening and it's happening so fast, like that is a perfect opportunity for people to build new and amazing things. If we look 10 years ago, and look at the businesses that existed in WordPress. And then we look at them today. And now we imagine in the future what's going to happen like 10 years from now. The last 10 years have been, have been the companies that built, um, you know, applications that interact with the PHP layer of, of WordPress are, you know, predominantly PHP code bases. The next 10 years will be predominantly JavaScript. You know, I go back to uh, uh. think of like uh, WordCamp US oh, 2016, maybe when Matt gave his advice, uh, Matt Moldaway gave his advice to the WordPress community, which was learn JavaScript deeply. Uh -huh. I think that is absolutely proven to be true. The, the new version of WordPress. And when I say the new version, I don't mean whatever the latest version number is. I mean, mm -hmm. like the new, like WordPress as an application is changing so rapidly. There are so many opportunities for the people that are passionate and want to dive in to create new and amazing businesses on top of it. Look at all of the things that have popped up in the last couple of years around Blocks and Gutenberg, et cetera. Those are the types of innovations from a founder developer today like that to me like that is the the version of you know what I did 10 years ago today uh -huh. 
So I think that's the first thing. If you are diving into WordPress, <laughs> you better learn JavaScript. Maybe, maybe this is part of why I'm, I'm ready to, you know, move on to the next thing. I hate JavaScript. <laughs> Confession. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So, okay. That's kind of some looking back. Um, Gosh, yeah, you hit it on the head there too. And I love your perspective. Um, you're absolutely right. And I was at that word camp when when Matt said that from the stage. And it was a big ripple in the community and for good reason. Yeah. Um, but good. Okay, now I'm gonna switch gears and say we just kind of touched on back. I mean, we don't have enough time on a podcast to like really dive in, but that's looking back now. I want to get your thoughts, especially if right now you're going to take this extended WordPress sabbatical. Um, what are the next, I don't even know if I could say 10 years, but let's say three to five years in WordPress. WordPress is the big one. And then secondarily, the products, product businesses, which you've done so well for 10 plus years. What does the future uh, look like for those in your mind? And I want to tee it up just a little bit and say strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, the whole SWAT thing, whatever you see, you know, obstacles and opportunities um, for WordPress first and then product business second, um, what come to mind there? And we'll start with WordPress. Well, one of the, let's, let's start with what I perceive as a major threat to WordPress actually. And it's, it's not really to WordPress as a platform. Um, you know, nothing is ever too big to fail. Mm. Um, but there is absolutely the possibility that something will hurt WordPress that will cause it to decline instead of the, you know, the consistent growth that it's had over the years. I think the biggest threat that we have today is the, how do I, I don't think how to describe this adequately. Um, we are getting to a point where WordPress is so big and there is so much money involved in the WordPress ecosystem that it is now in, it is very much in large companies' interest to create their own versions of WordPress. Mm. The, the WordPress experience is not consistent. It is not, you know, you go and you sign up for managed hosting on, you know, one big company can give you a completely different experience than you go to manage hosting on a different one to you go to, you know, ex the, you know, the, the wordpress.com experience is vastly different than oh, the GoDaddy yeah. experience is vastly different than the Kinsta experience is vastly different than the SiteGround experience. You know, all of these, all of these big hosting companies and you know some of those are small compared to some others, but the experience is vastly different. There are a lot of hosting companies, and I'm, I'm not trying to pick on hosting companies. This is just um, you know they're a very major component of this equation. There's a lot of hosting companies now that have such a large audience with their own WordPress customers that it is worth it to them to cater and adjust the experience that the end user has for their platform. And I worry what that will ultimately do to WordPress as a platform 
over the long term. I think we're going to get to a point, and truthfully, I think we're already at this point for some places. Yeah, where there is now a very distinct identity difference between the WordPress that is GoDaddy and the WordPress that is automatic and the WordPress that is Bluehost, et cetera. And, you know, pick all the different hosting companies. Uh-huh. And I worry about that. You know, yeah. I, I recognize there are some tremendous opportunities in that space for those hosting companies to provide the best experience possible for their customers and their user base. And I believe it is well-intended, but I'm not sure it is going to ultimately be healthy for WordPress to platform. You know, that, that nuance, um, you're absolutely right. I've got, I've got hosting sites hosted at Pagely, Nexus slash Liquid Web, SiteGround, trying to think what i've forgotten keensta i've got even keensta so and those the control panels for sure are vastly different and i should say i guess GoDaddy um as well so not really sites hosted there i don't think but anyway all i have to say is you're you're right they are all trying to really adapt that wordpress experience to like, have a catered here's one. An example you know you take go to like um you know, any of the hosting companies that offer a managed WooCommerce experience, for example, you know, that's becoming more and more common. A lot of those are now being set up where they, you know, they're bundling a lot of things with it to, in order to provide the complete experience for this customer that is signing up to build an e-commerce website. That's great. You know what? That is a great customer experience until the let's say that something gets lost in translation and suddenly our site owners don't actually know what is and is not WordPress. You know, you go, to, you sign up a managed WooCommerce site here at, at host A and you have one experience. And if that's your first experience, there's, a, there's perfectly reasonable that you would believe that that is WordPress. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we see this happen all the time with people not realizing that WooCommerce is not just natively WordPress, for example. Then you go to, then, you know, over the years or, you know, months, whatever, you start up another site and you do it mm-hmm. at a different place and it's totally different. Yeah. That to me does not bode well for WordPress as a platform. So that's, that's my, I think that is, I'm, you know what, I'm going to pick that as my, as my risk and my opportunity. Um, yeah. because I think that like, it is a perfect example of a risk being created out of opportunity. Mm, yeah. Perfect way to state that. Um, I see from a business standpoint, if I were any, if I ran or operated any of the hosts, I would say, heck yeah, I want to make the experience better. Like you said earlier, .com and .org are vastly different experiences. Um, and I've, Actually, there, add another one to it. I've got a I've got a .com uh, site. I've got a private site I put on there, and man, the dashboard experience is so different and fast. It's supersonic fast .com. And, and you're coming from somebody that has you know more than a decade of WordPress experience, mm-hmm. and you're you know and and even you know even very experienced WordPress users can still stumble on that and be like, I'm. Either whether whether you're lost, you're impressed, you're happy, you're sad, it doesn't matter. The point is that it's vastly different. Yeah. 
It really, it, it really is, so, you know, from the business side, but the potential to fracture the community for sure, where now from the business side, I go, okay, call me greedy capitalist or whatever you want, but I want them to have an amazing experience with WordPress. So as a host, I want that to be impeccable. Right. GoDaddy's site builder um, is, I, I'd heard about it years ago that it was in the works. And then I went in and checked it out and I was like, wow, this experience is the valet concierge experience to WordPress if I'm a new user, you know, um, or even me who's used WordPress for a long time. It's a great experience. But from the community side, you, you definitely can see these little parties out there that's like, well, this is our experience and that's our experience. And because at the end of the day, these are for-profit companies, they have a incentive to, to make that happen. But from a community, community standpoint, I can totally see that. That's awesome. There's a, um, for anybody that is interested in, in this, there's a really great um, conversation with, um, uh, oh shoot, I'm, I'm blanking on his name for a moment. Uh, oh, uh, John from Kinsta. Uh, he, he's, uh-huh. he and Kinsta have been doing a, a podcast called Reverse Engineered. Um, uh-huh. And I forget which episode it is, but they talk about this exact problem um, a little bit in depth. And it's a really great perspective. You know, John is somebody that has been part of, of, you know, WordPress hosting for years. Actually, Corey, you were on, you were on it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure was. It's yeah, a great it's- podcast. We'll we'll put that in the show notes. I'll find that and put that in the show notes. Okay. I, pr- I appreciate that. That's thought leadership. Uh, we're going to big time miss you during your extended sabbatical. I've already told you, like threatened you basically, we're going to be friends forever. So you can't get away from me. And we have, we live in bordering States. So we're going to be meeting up and talking real soon. Just, uh, two, I look forward to it. two old dudes. I'm older, way older. Okay. The third side I want to do is let's flashback if it helps 10 years ago, and give us some advice to 10 years ago, Pip, and just starting out on this entrepreneurial journey. We talked about this founder developer, like you, you epitomize that to me. There's so many people I've talked to you over the years that are just huge fanboys, girls, whatever people of Pip and, and rightfully so. And I count myself one of those. What do you have to say to 10, 10 years ago, Pippin, or those founder devs just trying to cut their teeth and build something cool like you've done? I think um, do your best to be intentional with what you work on. Um, one of, you know, if I could look back over time and I don't know, I don't know if that I would say that I would change it or that I would, you know, I don't regret it. But if I think about, you know, what are the, the av- what are the like the, the possible intersections that would have made me happier in the last five years? Mm-hmm. Um, we w- so we went through you know my business went from being a solo solopreneur, just a just a freelancer. You know I build websites for anybody that would hire me um, to slowly building out a team, building a bunch of products, building a legit business, um, and. You know, we, we peaked at 28 people and there were periods in that where I felt very lost, where 
I no longer worked on the things that I wanted to work on because of not being as intentional with some of my focuses over, over time. I think it's very important if you are starting a journey of building a business is think very carefully about what you want that business to become. You know, mo most people don't know, you know, some people have, you know, pie in the sky um, aspirations. I'm going to build a thousand person team. I'm going to build hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue. Some people go the opposite and say, nope, I just want to be solo. I just want to do my own thing at my own pace doesn't matter what your aspirations are, but put some thought into them and decide the long-term direction that you want to go. One of the things that I think I would have, if I could go back, that I would, or let me, let me rephrase it, not if I could go back, when I do it again. So I know that I will build something new again. I don't know what it's going to be. I will probably at some point get back into building software. But the thing that I will be very intentional about next time is knowing where my goals are and knowing where I'm trying to get. In the last 10 years, I would say the vast majority of that time, I did not have a real goal. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't striving to, you know, get to the point where I knew I could sell a company. I wasn't, I wasn't aiming for X dollars in revenue. I wasn't aiming for, you know, the biggest this or the best this. I was just building and reacting. Mm -hmm. um, I was very fortunate in that building and reacting built something amazing and built an amazing team with amazing people. But so much of it was very much was reactionary and figuring out what to do. Not very much of it was um, a result of a mission. Mm -hmm. And more than ever, I want to be mission focused. And, and maybe I should say goal, like mission focus sounds much more complicated. Like you have to have this super in-depth mission statement that says, this is your purpose. This is why you exist. And this is why your business does this thing. That's great. But that's not what I'm talking about. I just mean mm -hmm. that you need to have a target and be doing what you can to approach that target. That's what I would mm -hmm. do differently because I spent so many years in the last 10 years truly without a target. So, uh, but also you can't make it up. You cannot just make up a target. They are a, a made up target or goal, I think is probably worse than no goal. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's uh it's so tough now i would say and i echo i want to raise my hand through the whole thing and say yes me too um because you're doing good stuff it's, you know like i i could probably go back and really clearly say you had a target and a theme and different things however you were ch i think if i could assume and you correct me you were chasing your passion you were in, you were well, like the the origins of our RCP or Restrict Content Pro and Easy Digital Downloads came back to you scratching your own itch, as I recall. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they, they were absolutely it. just, you know, following my passions and and doing things. And honestly, I think there's nothing wrong with not having a, a target or a goal. 
-hmm. But I do think it is really important if you are setting out on the journey to build a business, you don't have to figure that out right away. Honestly, if you, if you, if you Mm. figured out and you create some artificial mission statement or goal, like, like I said, that's probably worse than it, than not having one, right? You know, be real. My, you know, my version of being real was just diving into whatever, um, whatever I was passionate about. And that had, you know, I'm not going to lie. I got very lucky because we had tremendous results out of me just following my passion. Yep. But if you recognize, if you know that you have goals, like work towards those, um, you know, I think not that Sandhills development as a business would look vastly different if I had had goals or targets early on, but there would be a lot, there would have been a lot fewer days of trying to figure out what in the world we're we doing. Like, what am I doing? Like, where are we going? <laughs> I remember one time we were having a team meetup. And it was one of our very first times that we were getting, getting the whole company together. And it was like, it was at this point where we had become a legit company. You know, <laughs> right. Okay. So oh, quick, yeah. quick side note, like, <laughs> there is nothing illegitimate or not company about a one or a two or a five person operation. Totally. Those are just as legitimate as a 500 person organization. But there are some very major things that change. You know, we had got to this point where suddenly like, wait, you mean we have to have things like insurance and, and payroll taxes and workers comp. Wait, we have workers comp. We sit in computer chairs all day. Those are, that's what I talk about. Like when we grew into being quote unquote, a real business was like all of the BS that comes with building a bigger team. Right. We had got to that point. And anyway, so we were doing our first team meetup and we had, I think it was like 15 or 18 people. We're all flying in from all around the world. And um, Kyle Maurer, who uh, had been our director of operations and had done all of the organizing, came to me a couple of days before the meetup and was like, Pippin, you know that everybody's going to expect you to do a talk and like do a state of Sandhills. I think I knew that, but, you know, hadn't, hadn't put too much thought on it. And he's like, I think you should share about like, you know, why we're building this team and you know, where are we going? What are our goals? What are the targets? And I'm like, literally like, uh, I've been just fixing bugs all day. Like that was my target is like, I'm responding to customers and we're, you know, we're trying to build these things. I had not at that point, I had not thought about what is Sandhills five years from now? What is Sandhills 10 years from now? Yeah. But if, you know, anyway, so rant, ramble over. No, no, no. I, it's so um, parallel to my journey and so many other entrepreneurs I've talked to. Uh, it's like you said earlier, we don't, and if anybody puts it on the board and goes like this, what, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to thousand person company. I'd, I'd kind of laugh and go, oh, isn't that cute? Because that's not the way the journey goes. Like the journey to me, when I look back, it's meandering. It feels meandering. It feels like, well, door opened. I went through it and then two more doors and I went to the left one and two more, four more doors. And then I thought the third one, it's so much in reflection of meandering journey. Cause you know, 10 plus years ago, whatever it was, uh, if you had fast, if you went back in time, got in your time machine with 
Ted Wayne, and said, Corey, hey, um, in 2019 or 18 or whatever it was, 17, um, you're going to be doing backup security and maintenance. I go, I don't know anything about it. Why would I do that? Like, I don't, how did, how the heck did I get there? Um, because this journey is so, it's a meandering journey and everything is different. If you had been in my seat or switch places, we'd be in different paths. Uh, that's why I kind of think universe, like, <laughs> um, you know, you just, you go through the door and you go to the next. And what I love is that you have passion. You have a, a sense of the right way to do things that I've always seen about your journey. But this is, I think, typical. It's like, it'd been hard to me to forecast what had happened, you know, a couple of years from me ago, or even today, you know, because this journey is just, it's, it's like we were talking before we started recording. It's the roller coaster. It's the up, down, up, down, side to side, jerky around. Oh, wow. Are one of those wheels coming off the rail right there? <laughs> you know, those moments that we all have. Um, and I think it's so serendipitous, but like, what, what I like is hearing from your perspective is there's so many people, particularly in post status in WordPress that have a similar journey. I'm a very talented developer. I start building something and then tomorrow it blasts off or something catalytic moment. And I remember you and I having these conversations over the years is like, I did, I wasn't a developer, so I didn't have this particular uh, issue, I guess, or challenge or whatever is like going from code to, I got to be a what now? I got to do HR. I got to think about talks at retreats or whatever that is. And there's so many areas that, you know, not development related for me that I had to go, oh, I got to turn that light on and, you know, get it real bright on the dimmer switch there and level up and all that. Um, and that's why I wanted to ask you this question because with WordPress, I've seen it so many different times, so many times identity wise. 10 years ago, you wouldn't have said you're an entrepreneur. I don't think you'd said, I'm a developer. I love code and I love work open source. And then one day you go, Oh, it's time for a role change. Corey, I literally, <laughs> I've had a, a blog post draft saved on my site for about six or seven years now called uh, losing my, my identity as a developer. And, yes. and it was, I never wrote it. I wrote the title and that was it. Um, but it's exactly that is, you know, this business started because I was having fun. I was passionate. I saw a fun project to work on that fit the needs that I had, scratched the itch that I had, and doors opened. Continue mm -hmm. to walk through those doors. Um, you know, I had no idea what the maze was that I was going through. Um, I think that's one of one of the best things I think anybody, whether you are a freelancer, solopreneur building a big team, building a small team or anything in between. Luck is a lot more, you know, there are people that get lucky, but most of luck is people being aware and watching for those doors to open and actually making the choice to walk through. Absolutely. So, so many times I've thought about it. It's like, a I, I've never gone surfing in my life. I've like buggy boarded or whatever that's called. And, probably half drowned it's practically the same thing right <laughs> but it's it feels yeah, like surfing you know it's uh, i was talking to Lindsay, and i said we we watched this show halt and catch fire it's amazing it's like a fictional retelling of the personal computer industry and i think so many times like i've wanted to just throw up like oh my god this ride is like i need to go throw up 
Um, <clears throat> but it's like, what wave do you catch and how do you ride the wave going in? And that we've also talked like all entrepreneurs will have an inevitable exit. There's few, very few hundred plus year old companies in the world, you know, and now the disruption happening, it's, it's either going to be by choice or it's going to be by consequence and something's going to happen. But this thing you're saying about your changing identity for you developer. Okay. I'm not, am I really a developer anymore or am I this or am I percentages of it? You know, same with me, uh, especially when we get off the ride and I told you, I said the first year was like walking in the desert without, without water. Um, and so these are the, this is just the journey. Like it feels so serendipitous. I wanted to put down, it's like extreme. It's like a journey. It's like an adventure. Well, hold on. It's an extreme journey and adventure. And I don't, I don't know. Here's the question I want to ask you now. I'm going to get around to my final question or not. If you went time traveled back in the past, would you do it again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've had 10 years plus or minus of just amazing experiences. The, the best highs I can imagine of, you know, not just the, you know, the, the fun projects that I got to work on, but the people and the places. One of, one of my favorite things, like, or a testament to that is that this morning has been largely filled with friends, acquaintances, partners, et cetera, from around the WordPress world, sending me messages, usually with and a bunch of them have been like, hey, remember that time we were here or that time that we did this? You know, one of my personal favorites was a time when we were, uh, I went to South Africa with my wife and two daughters at the time. And we went there for, for WordCamp Cape Town. Uh, and there was a number of other, um, um, we'll call them WordPress veterans uh, that were also there. And collectively we had this two, one to two weeks of just absolutely amazing experiences. And so like earlier this morning, Justin and Justin uh, Santon sends me a message and uh, just includes a little note about like, hey, let's get a beer next time that hopefully the wildlife doesn't run off with. Because that literally happened. <laughs> we were sitting down having dinner um, on, a, on a seaside restaurant and there were, there were monkeys all over the place that were like jumping around onto the table and, and you know, they continued to like jump in and steal our drinks and steal our food. And it was kind of traumatizing for my daughter who was uh, two at the time, but it was an amazing experience. Like that was just like one of these like little highlight moments mm -hmm. happened because of this WordPress journey. Yeah. And there's so many of those all around the world, all with so many different people. Absolutely. I would do it again. You know, I would do a few things differently. I would do a few things with a little bit more intention, but yes, I would do it again. Me too. Pippin Williamson. Thank you for your time today. And for now, I wish you well. Well, I wish you well always, but for now, I wish you well. I know you and I are going to be talking in the next couple of weeks, try to try to meet up since you live in Kansas and I live in Oklahoma. Um, for those of you listening, um, you know, go and say thanks for what Pippin's contributed to WordPress and the business of WordPress specifically. 
Um, he, he's done a lot. Uh, Pippin, any last thoughts you want to leave us with for now? Just thank you. Thank you, everyone, for, uh, you know, some of the, the best 10 years of my life. Um, you know, I very much want to stay in touch with everyone. When I'm in, in your hometowns, I want to reach out. If you come to my area, reach out. I'm very easy to find. I really am. Um, you can find me at pippin.com sandhillsdev.com. Uh, both of those will uh, continue to get updated in some way or other with, you know, whatever the things are that I decide to work on. Um, but please don't be strangers. This, the last 10 years has been amazing because of the people. And it's always people come first and they always will. And it's now and later. So. Yeah. All right, my friend. Me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Go go say thanks to uh, Pippin. And as always, you can ping him in Slack. He's never he's got a lifeline account now. He's never going to get out. He can't he can't run from us. He can change emails and stuff, but he's still going to have a Slack post. Notes, so. <laughs> I'll thank still you, my thank, thank you, my friend. Congratulations to you, and we'll be talking soon. All right, sounds good. Bye, Corey.